Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, how you been doing, bud? I'm doing swell. Hey everyone, guys in chat, it's so good to see you. Some people from Mexico, how, how are you doing? Hope, uh, thank you for joining us. So a few people from around the world, it's always always good to see you guys. If you're mm-hmm. listening to our podcast, please consider watching us live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so you can be part of the show, part of chat, watch the visuals, like my hobby progress, because Seth, I have been busy. Can we, can we bring you. in our my hobby progress here? I'm really proud, proud of what I've been doing. Oh, I have been hobbing oh, like a madman. Um, I... <laughs> That is 15 Navy Breachers, which I count as my Scions, and they are all kind of industrial line, you know, boom, 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 knocking mm-hmm. them out. Usually to paint You're doing good. models, it takes me about oh, two weeks, and I'm doing it in about a week. I've just been yeah. eager to get them on the Those table. are looking really good, although for some reason I thought it was supposed to be Votan. Weren't you supposed to be? <laughs> Shut up. Good. We're done with the Votan. <laughs> it's guard all the way. Votan. Uh, maybe maybe in tenth, maybe maybe in tenth okay. I'll revisit right. Votan. But right now, guard is where my heart is, and so uh, I don't really like the actual scion miniatures that much i just i think they just don't fit the style that i go for so these are the navy breachers but i'm using those my and they are awesome i actually have another slide here of a finished model this is kind of my template right there this guy's he's got one of those big i guess navy breacher like multi-laser things but guess what it makes a great hot shot volley gun so it does what what do you think seth is it is it is it all of drab enough for you i I know you like you love your earth tones and it looks very good buddy it looks very good what have you been up to? I know you've not been painting, but you have been busy, yeah, right, Seth? I've been doing some painting, but I haven't completed anything. I don't have anything ready to reveal to the audience here, but okay. um, I've been busy. I went to an RTT on Saturday. Um, I actually, I didn't tell you this, but I, I recorded a new video for my channel right. on Sunday and put that up. Can we plug uh, your I, channel? Let's plug your channel. Yeah, Seth, Seth the Mad Doc, so I did a deployment video for Orcs. Um, I, I played a bunch of the Diablo 4 beta. Uh, that's really good. Um, and then I did do some painting, and while it was doing that, I was kind of catching up on uh, My Hero Academia. So, you know, I've been doing some hobby. Uh, what about what about our uh, lovely producer behind the scenes, Nikki D? No hobby for me this week. I was no actually, hobby. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was away for four days plus a red eye flight back for a work from, you know. I, I don't do producing this show full time. Uh, <laughs> you have another job? What? Yeah, I have another job where I work. That. Work a full time thing, so no hobby for me this week. But let me tell you, this weekend I I am more after spending four days at at a at a conference socializing, I am ready to just sit down and not talk with people and paint my miniatures. <laughs> I am ready for it. Yes, I I know I don't know what I'm going to be painting yet, but stay tuned for a hobby update from Nikki D next week. Good, good, so, good. so kicker wins the hobby progress yeah. award for this week apparently contested point out uncontested but he wins it I, I, and i tried extra hard this week too which is just not like cool guys i wanted yeah. to really one up you guys by painting you know basically an entire detachment but that's that's fine that's fine i'll just, I'll hey, just roll with it so kicker and Seth, oh. I'll, I'll point out i mean guard are now starting to win and podium some events yeah, like, they are. It, it's they the are. same thing they're winning on the hobby tables now so maybe it's just March is just March going into April. Maybe that's the time of the year for the Imperial Guard. The, the, the yes. spring of guard. The spring of guard. <laughs> that's that's our title for next week's show. Yeah, All right. Well, awesome. well, let's talk a little bit about releases and industry news. Um, oh, we should just do we want to do a recap really fast about what happened at Adepticon and kind of rank those? Is that how we want to yeah. do this? Well, I, I don't know if I'm ranking things, but uh, I, I, I'll give a score. You'll give us uh, so so this, Nikki this, D. This are guy. you cool with doing our rankings from Adepticon first and then going into the new products that were released this week? Yeah, that works. Let's do that. Okay, so guys, what we're going to do right now is Seth, myself, and Nikki D. We are going to rank the uh, reveals from Adepticon one through ten, ten being the best. Um, we're going to rank them on three three categories though one through ten in terms of are they wanted one through ten in terms of the hype like were they that awesome and then one through ten in terms of how they will impact the gameplay like are they You're, actually going to be impacted can i can i uh can i maybe change this ranking system since we have uh, what appears to be uh eight items for our one through ten ranking yeah sure what if we do a tier system s tier oh a tier b series fine I, I never understood what the s stands for in the tier system it's I'm above like, a. Isn't a the best it's above a 
I don't even understand, but S is, is like after in the uh, whatever. The just in your mind, in your mind, S is A plus. Is you, All right, so let's rank these as best we can. S the best. Um, remember, we're talking about you know are they wanted? Uh, yeah. Were they exciting? And of course, the impact of the game. So let's start off with the lion, the brand new model. We know the rules at Adepticon. We just saw the model. Uh, Seth, you know where is this in the tier? Is this something that we people wanted? Like, do people actually want this thing? The the lion? Yeah. Oh yeah, S tier. Everyone, yeah, like, I wouldn't say everyone want a lion, but in general, like another imperial primarch, another loyalist primarch is definitely wanted. And I would say the model uh, does the the character justice. Um, right. So I would give it an S on the hype end of the train as well. Nikki, are you uh, supporting fantastic. this comment here? Not a, fa fa famously, not a, I am not a Dark Angels player, right? Uh, I'm all, I'm I'm Blood Angels all the time seeing this model i i might just have to get it just to paint okay. it right like it mm -hmm. is it is there, spot, yeah. it is it spot is. on absolutely knocks it out of the park and uh from a model standpoint i don't think it could be better quite honestly yeah. it yep. so what do you guys think about in terms of gameplay like i mean there's a new hq you know character yep, yep, yep. In. and they did actually preview the rules for him today on warhammer community We'll so, go into the details a little bit later, but in general, you think this is, he's got to be impactful, right? He's going to be seeing the tables, right? He has to be. Yeah, I mean, it's assuming he has a lot of rules similar to uh, his brother Gilliman. Um, he's going to have some buffs for the army, uh, but he also seems to have a really, really, really good sword. Um, so I think he's going to be a beat stick, which is just what that army needed, really, was just some way to hit me harder in combat. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, UW. Thanks. Okay, well, you know, do do we want to talk about the rules about them right now? What do you, what do you guys yeah. think? Make this yeah, well, let's, let's hit the rules because that's part let's, of the hype. The, okay, the rules were released as of today. These are things yeah. we're sharing that are publicly available. You can find them on Warcom. Uh, straight up, this guy's got a whopping 10 attacks, folks, and that goes to 20 attacks mm -hmm. if you use one of weapon profiles on a sword. And, and don't so forget, that, most Marines get plus one attack on the turn they charge. Uh, oh, I didn't, dude, good point, good point. So we're going to, tw is that 22 attacks? 22 that, attacks with fealty. And, and let's not forget, those do two damage. So he's mowing down with his, with his attack. So, so that alone is impressive. Plus, guys, it's official. He's a character because he's going to be character protected. That's, uh, well, he's mm -hmm. a character that can be character protected, yeah, he's which nine is pretty wounds. damn important. Like, that means now he can just walk right up the board behind his blade guard or whatever and, and not get shot out. Um, yeah, oh, can let's talk about let's, the let's... shield. Did you yeah, the well, before you get to the shield, we're not done with the sword. That okay. sword has two profiles. The other it profile does. makes him strength 10, neg 5 at 4 damage with 10 Ooh. or 11 attacks. Damage. Damn, man. And, he's of course, he's hitting on twos, right? I mean, like, yeah. you know, that, that's all going to sink in. So so then, of course, that's his offensive profile. His defensive profile, he's got the shield. First of all, uh, as we were talking about, the, the model's gorgeous, and I think that shield is a huge part of it that people are not even talking about. Like, I think the shield's the coolest part. The shield is sexy, but it does mortal wounds, I think, on a six yeah, to— Yeah, like it his, bounces back. It's yeah, like bounces a back. Bone, and then it can bounce back some damage. I Which think, like, Cassell and Robots had that, yeah, yeah. that now, ability. There is a cap. The, the GW's rules writers realize this is probably really powerful if a horde's attacking him. So it does cap at three mortal wounds, which which is nice. Yeah. But 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 that's a really cool little you know perk is hey you're gonna hit me well I'm gonna be hitting you back so so he's got that he's also got the deep strike ability which just I didn't know that was a thing that he had oh is this the first Primark with with some sort forest, of, kind of surprise forest walk. when I read Forest Walk I did immediately go back to Magic the Gathering and I was like <laughs> isn't that does that mean he's unblockable if there's woods on the table wait a minute <laughs> so 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 based off the rules that we know Seth. I mean, do you mm -hmm. think he's going to be an auto-include? We don't know his points. We don't know any of that I, yet. Yeah, I mean, if you assume he's near, like, Gilliman price levels, I think he's he's in. Yeah, um, and, and he's going to have some sort of other rules. We just don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is just his basic stats that we right? We don't even know anything else about him. So yeah. he's he's looking pretty I, powerful. I think, I think you're going to see him because he, <laughs> if he has anything like wound gating or any access to, like, damage reduction or feel no pain, he's going to be a bear to deal with. Because you're basically going to have to get in combat to deal with him or kill every model around him. And here's the secret about Dark Angels. They have lots of infantry that are really, really, really hard to kill. So <laughs> Wait, you're not, Dark you're Angels not have, like, durable shoot. infantry? What are you you're not going to get to shoot that guy. You're going to have to go punch him. And I have bad news for you when you try to punch him. Uh, he, he hit real hard. So, um, yeah, he's, he's going to be a rough boy. So, so, so 
saddle up to take that guy down. So let's yep. go back to our like our our, our ranking. So he's probably S tier on on most categories then I'd for so. yeah. you know the Adepticon reveals. But but we, we didn't just have that, right? We also have the the lion, the arcs of omen uh, yep. book, right? There's going to yep. be lore involved. Um, let's talk about it straight up. I mean, was this was this something that was wanted? Do people want another lore book, boarding action lore? Some data in there. Is that are people excited about that? Wanting that? Um, in terms of like people, like if if, if that's if where you're gonna get your it. rules for the lion, then yeah, I'd say they want it. I guess they want the rules. Um, but I guess the uh, argument yeah. is more of like a boarding action lore. Like to be honest, well, I I, 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 I yeah. sorry, I think from a lore standpoint, I would I would definitely rank this like an A because we need to know why the lion woke up. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, like he, he didn't just like yawn, stretch, get up and go like start, you know, heretics. <laughs> like there has to be something going on there. And if you go back uh, to like, I think it was like seventh and eighth with Rise of the Primarch, the story of Gilliman's revival was actually a really cool story. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to know the story there. I'll probably get the book just so I can learn the story on it. Um, so I, I think that I'm excited for it. I would give it a wanted and a hype of an A, um, you know, gameplay impact. Uh, it's going to have a lot of stuff for boarding action, so it's going to have a big impact yeah. on that. Um, it's I'm assuming it's going to have the data sheet for for uh, the lion himself. Um, yeah, so. so, you know, 40K as a whole wider, it might not have as much of an impact, but definitely going to be important for the boarding action. Okay, well, well, let's talk about the, so the gameplay impact. So we'll have some impact, obviously, because it's going to have the data sheets for the lion probably. Whatever boarding action, I mean, it's going to be integral to boarding action. So if you're playing boarding action, you're going to need this book. But uh, okay, so l l let's move on from that book. Let's talk about the other big, you know, surprise. Obviously, mm -hmm. 10th edition, mm -hmm. this was huge. We're not even going to talk about 10th edition because this is the most impactful, the biggest type, blah, 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 blah. But let's talk about the models. We saw the new Terminators. Yeah. Thoughts. Where is this ranking here? Was Is this S tier? I mean, did, did D, people want new D, Terminator? F -tier. F tier. F tier. I yeah. if you if I didn't if you just put that picture up and said say said look a Terminator, at first inspection I couldn't have told you it was a new Terminator. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be honest, Seth. I thought first of all I didn't think we needed new old Marines. You know what I mean? Like I felt yeah. like everything was just gonna be Primaris from this point on, and it'd just be a new creation. So I didn't think it was necessarily wanted. The Terminators are cool. Don't get me wrong, but like you said, Seth, when when now, I saw the model, I'm like, is that an old model or a new model? Yeah. I can't tell. When they did some side by sides, I could start noticing some differences. I could see, like, I could see more detail. Like, obviously, there's a stature difference. The new Terminators are taller, yeah. but there's also more detail in the kit than there was in the old kit. So yeah. I like, and if you've gone, if you've painted a Primaris Marine and then you've painted one of those older kits that are like 10, yeah. 15 year old Space Marines, they're not bad kits, but there's definitely a steep difference in the the crispness of that fine detail. So yeah. I think you're going to paint a better yeah. model. You're going to be doing a better paint job on these new models that are designed yeah. painted easier. Like, let's just be straight up. Like, everything from the size of the lenses, all that, it, like, it makes it easier yeah. to so paint. I, I think, like, it, again, like, it wasn't a massive change. But then again, if they massively change Terminator armor that is pretty iconic in the lore, we'd have probably had some some angry fans out Fair there. Enough. So I understand Fair them enough. not wanting to do a crazy radical change to the Terminator model yeah. um, and still keep it the same lore. It's the same unit. And, and can we be, um, can we be yeah. like, let's just be, let's just say it. The, the Terminator helmet is one of the most beloved helmets of all yeah. of 40K. It's just so iconic. It's so cool. You don't want to mess with that at all. Yeah, fair, fair, no, fair, so fair. I, like it wasn't like at, on first glance, it wasn't a stunning thing. But once you started digging into it and look at some of those images, what they put up on their community page, and you can really start looking at the side by sides, I really started to it's notice subtle. the difference then. Yeah. Uh, Nikki D, what do you think in terms of gameplay? Do you think Terminators, because of the new models, do you think Terminators are just going to dominate the field? Uh, you know, you being our, our does resonate, you know, our, our space marine expert here. So. <laughs> Yeah, two things about it, about uh, Terminators um, and, and having new models. One, they look better when they're red, Blood Angels. Uh, that's a fact <laughs> always. But uh, new Terminators, well, I'll be interested to see because we've seen these are the classic Terminators that typically have a power fist and then a combi weapon or something else like that. And those aren't exactly the Terminators that you're seeing take over the meta. I mean, even then, the Deathwing Terminators are typically two assault weapons, a couple shooting. Yeah. So... If it's just the classic Terminator, I don't think we're going to see it take over the meta. But we will see, I think, a lot of classical or maybe non-competitive Marine players. Um, yeah. or, and when I say non-competitive, 
guys that aren't looking to go win the event, but guys that yeah. want to go and play dice for three yeah. rounds or six rounds, that sort of thing, they're yeah. going to bring yeah. out lots of new Terminators for sure. Yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. Oh, okay, just throwing this out there. I mean, I know, Seth, you have an army. Obviously, Nikki D has a Space Marine army. Both of you guys answer. Assuming you have Terminators, are you going to be tossing at your old Terminators and buying the new ones? I mean, I know you guys are primarily playing other armies right now, but do you, you know, do you ever play your old Terminator? Like, I don't like to use old miniatures, personally. Like, I like the new stuff too much. What do you guys, you're going to keep your old ones or are you going to toss them? Um... I'm trying to think if I even have Terminators in my Marine collection. <laughs> I mean, I, I I wouldn't toss my old ones, um, but I don't think I have too many of the uh, of them if I do, so I certainly would be adding some more. Um, although I guess I'd have to... I might have to get some tactical rocks involved to fix the stature issues. <laughs> fix them up a bit, yeah. What about you, Nikki? Uh, real talk, Kicker. I would wait a few years for them to then for the old models to become now collectors' items, and oh, then uh, I'd, uh, yeah, and then I'd either sell them myself or uh, you know maybe contact Frontline Gaming Secondhand Store to uh, <laughs> get them and perhaps make a profit off of it. That's what I think Best I'd, I'd be doing. Potential. There we go, guys. If you're in chat, tell us what you think. Do you like the new Terminators? All right, let's talk about the Termagants. So we got the we got the good guys. Let's yep, talk yep. about the bad guys. Uh, were they wanted? Do you think people needed these new bugs? The the bug kit was certainly old, and I had seen a lot of people do some creative workarounds to try to make them a little bit more dynamic. Like one, if you look at the, one of the things that I know a lot of bug players hate, if you look at the the old kit, all the tails are like perfectly straight. Yeah, yeah. And I actually knew some people that would like hold them over a candle, melt the tail, and bend it to give it a curve. You know, so they all had a little different curve to it. No so way, it, really. Add it like if you look at this this one's pose, they've added a little bit more to it, so it's not going to look very like because right now when you build a unit of ten gaunts out of a box, it's very much like cookie cutter, like they're almost all the exact same pose. Yeah. So this at least gives some variety to the poses, which makes the when you have a big unit of that moving across the table, it gives it that that illusion of of a moving yeah, horde. So I like horde, it. Yeah. Okay, cool. In terms of hype, I mean, they obviously they were a focal point of the video. Mm -hmm. I think that everyone was excited to see them. They looked, you know, terrible. They weren't just getting destroyed by the Marines. It was, you know, a punch for a punch. You know, what do you think? The hype, where we at? Where we rank? Of a B, maybe? Because obviously they weren't the glory boys that is the Marines. What do you think? Um, I mean, I think if, if you're looking at the NIDs as a whole in the video, there was yeah. definitely some some other, like, units in the video that we didn't see in, like, actual models. Right. Like, right. there was a Redemptor Dreadnought with, like, a missile rack and a LAS cannon, which is, like, an old Dreadnought style, but on a Redemptor chassis. There was a uh, Primaris Marine running around with, like, a Combi Flamer, which we haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. There was some new form of brain bug floating around back there behind all the nids. The Biovores look different than they look like in the game. So it, it looks like there's maybe going to be a wider range refresh on, on nids, which is going to be really cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, certainly some more things coming out for Marines that we haven't seen just yet. So I think it's pretty hype. I'm yeah, pretty and in terms it. of gameplay, I mean, this is going to be probably a whole new army, whole new yeah. It's gonna be, you know, a whole new faction people are gonna be taking. And I, I gotta give it to to Mike Brandt. Like I usually don't give too many props uh, on the show, but when he when that trailer <laughs> went up, he said this is the grim dark afterwards. And I was and I watched. I didn't get to watch the thing live that night, and I went and watched it later. And then I was like, yeah, this is actually really depressing if you're the Imperium. Yeah, 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 totally, totally, so totally. It's no, literally the grim dark. Things is going down on spot on man spot on yeah uh all right let's let's, let's talk about him kill team gallofall this is the votan versus yeah. the chaos beastmen now yes i don't know if this is wanted i i really like did people want beastmen i i mean what, what nikki d did people want beastmen like is that a thing people were looking for i mean i think it's one of the most wanted things in uh in 40k <laughs> okay. And right. I'm, I, I am hoping, I know many folks that I think are hoping this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, we've seen other factions that get started in Kill Team, right? Or, or I guess to yeah. some degree Necromunda, that eventually get brought in. And let me tell you, Beastmen in 40k, my phone and my Discord chats were probably blowing up about <laughs> this more than anything else, even the Lion. Wow. Now, now, hold on, Kicker. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's scroll all the way back to your hobby progress. What models did you use for your hobby progress? <laughs> You're right. They're, they're in Navy Breachers. They're Navy Breachers from, from a Kill Team set. From a Kill Team set, yeah. So, so now, Wait a okay. minute. Are you saying that you could, you could release a small range of models in a Kill Team set that then people could use as accounts as for... Yeah. 
for different units in the main books. <laughs> so, 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 so yeah, even I, think... I know I know Nikki wants the full range, but like even if they didn't and they just did this as a uh, a kill team range, you could still pick those up and run those as you know cultists or zangors or whatever. And, and, and Seth, you've got a great point. Anyone who's bought in any one of these kill team sets that obviously ha you know have rules for 40k, this includes the commandos, the death core yeah. creed, the original ones. All these new kits have got so many more bits than kits five years ago that yes. yeah, this is one squad of beastmen, but they're probably gonna have so much potential, both conversion and just using yeah. it right out of the the instruction booklet in terms of the yeah. potential there. So so like, don't uh, don't sleep on this. Yes, you can do what I'm doing, and there's one squad of navy breachers that I've turned into an entire detachment of scions. Yeah. And, and kick her. Uh, I do know for a fact that uh, one of our, our compatriots, Danny McDevitt over on Grim After Dark, he's using the Traitor Guard kill team set as the basis for his entire guard army. Oh, no. So his okay. entire guard army is going to be decked out like Traitor Guard. That is sexy. So, we need to get photos of that. I, yeah. I personally want to see that, but I'm sure our audience would love to, to see but, that. that sounds like, so I like I like when they do these little kill team things like that where you know it, they don't necessarily have to expand into a full range if they don't want to, if there's not a huge audience for it but it gives a, a new tool in the toolbox the to people out there that want to do conversions and make some more unique looking armies okay so this, this is obviously it. ranking pretty high i'd say this is above um you know, i'd say this above the the, the arcs online arcs own book this is a solid set here people are excited it's gonna be impactful it's gonna obviously have kill team impact as well as 40k because people will find a way to get that stuff even if it's just as count as let's talk yep. about the 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 new age of sigmar stuff i'm going to kind of lump all this into one because you and i are not so savvy regarding the age of sigmar uh, world so we've got the new uh, bone reapers we got the new uh, grave lords and the big ones the seraphon holy fish sticks and then we got the empire man minis previewed the empire man minis i've seen so many 40k people saying i want those to be my guard you know, like, you know, just put yeah. guns on them and call them guard so you've got all this new age of sigmar stuff that's like they, right they look there. great coming soon what do you think i think i think it was all wanted right there's no doubt about it yeah. all this stuff was it's wanted. all wanted age of sigmar always has really 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 good sculpts like yeah i mean the, this stuff looks amazing um you know i don't know the the game system well enough to tell you rules impact yeah how much it's going to shift that in terms of the game but from just a pure modeling standpoint this stuff wow. is amazing yeah i mean dude like i'm ready to play age of sigmar tomorrow as soon as these seraphon drop like i'm yep. i'm on board like this is like i I never played age of sigmar before but i will be now because of these models so yep. let's do it um, all right okay cool well thank you guys for sitting through that you know with us let's talk about some of the models that are coming out this week or that we at least this just week, heard about right. we've got the three new boarding patrols we've got you know for 40k we got adeptus serratus mm -hmm. adeptus custodes and the thousand sons remember these are basically just your combat patrol boxes really 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 good value combat patrols and all the miniatures in these boxes have functions so not only you're getting a lot of bang for your buck but you're getting models you're actually going to want to use then necromunda has mm -hmm. house Kadar and the enforcers are getting some sort of like mini dreadnought thing i can't pronounce it yeah. but it's, like, it's... The, the mini dreadnought thing you mean the thing i'm going to use as a conversion for mega knobs somehow yes yes do you know that yes, it's like that the thing. enforcers like i don't know mini dreadnought I can't the, the, like the, a yeah got it i know yeah. what you're talking about you know what i'm talking about right it's going to come in it's coming in plastic we know this it, that means yeah. plastic means conversion opportunities oh oh big one there's going to be a black library book on the lion. So, so this like, you and, know, we got the new the model coming. To the, okay. But here's like the mind blowing soldier horses. Right, kicker. Do it, do it. Holding my horses. <laughs> Behind the scenes folks, yeah. kicker didn't really know much about the lion last nope. week. We had to educate him after, after the show when the, when the reveal happened, but Sorry. So now he knows who the fallen is. You remember who the fallen are kicker, the, yes. the Marines that, that betrayed the lion. Yeah. The bad, the, the rest of the chapter lion. were hunting for the last 10,000 years. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, they in the little like snippet preview they put up for that that book. Yeah. The lion calls on all of his allies, including the fallen. Ooh. And some of the fallen are not traitors and want to repent. So I have an extreme uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. <laughs> what right, if right. you made a space marine unit for the dark angels that was like Repentia? Ooh, okay, I like it. I like it. I like it's it. It's so the and... want to repent and and are given the option to repent and and pay penance by death and battle. I, I like it, man. I I like it. I I, I see that. I, and you know they're gonna have more. A book yes. where he says he's calling the fallen to help. You could totally put in there that you know some of those guys are like, hey, I know I screwed up, but I gotta pay a price. Let me at least die honorably in battle. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, chat, what do you guys think? Do you think we're getting some new uh, Dark Angels minis based off of Seth's crazy conspiracy theory? Which is I'm I'm all cool. in for it. I think it, that it would sounds be really accurate, cool. man. Uh, oh, we, we have to do our jank of the week. Seth, oh, yes. you are up. You've got us some crazy jank that happened at the tables. Or I, mean, I, trying did, to work. I actually managed to pull this particular jank off in a game, which is All why right. I included it. So you take the orc uh, character, Zach Truck, which is a fly character, meaning you can move 12, advance 6. He's and the one with like the claw over, feet, right? The vulture feet. And move over models. Yeah. And you can also, because you're fly, charge over models. So... Uh, I moved him up the field. I cast a spell on him called Vistagork, uh, which normally gives you plus two attack, plus two strength, taking him from a base attack of six to eight uh, and a base strength of six to eight. Uh, but uh, I got it on uh, 11, which gives it plus three, plus three. So now he's nine attacks and nine strength. And it was a walk turn, and I charged, which makes it strength 11. <laughs> And it makes it 10 attacks. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And I fly charged over a unit of Terminators behind them into a Ravenwing Apothecary. And hit him with 10 attacks at weapon skill Goodbye. 2, strength 10, neg 3, 2 damage. And the Ravenwing Apothecary doesn't get inner circle transhuman. Oh, wow. And so you hit on twos, you explode on sixes, so statistically you end up with ten hits. You wound on twos, so you're like, here's eight or nine neg threes, and he's saving on, like, I think he's got a six up at that point. Like, <laughs> dead. That Ravenwing Apothecary died in a, in a hurry, uh, which took away a huge buff for the Dark Angels. Uh, so definitely... Uh, it's 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 a thing that I know in the back of my head I can do, but it's never really all lined up just perfectly like that, where it's like, I have a place where I can move Zagstruck that's still within 12 inches of him to cast the spell, but also in position for him to charge over the unit I want and land into the target behind, and there's space to land in the target behind, and I roll the nine to get there, and, and yada, you know. But boy, when you pull that off and just nuke some, some big support <laughs> character like that, you're like... Yeah, I'm a big man now. <laughs> well done, dude. Proud yeah. of you. That that is that is nice. That is nice. Okay, uh, Nikki D, think about your jank of the week for next week. We're we're, we're asking you to to come up with something. Ooh, so all right, get ready. All right, all right. Company let's jump news right here. really right really fast. We're going to talk about some events. Bay Area Open, guys. Remember, this is the event over Memorial Day weekend in mm -hmm. May. Uh, merch is going on last call. So if you want to pre-order your merch, order it in the next three days. We'll uh, now, Kicker, why would someone want to pre-order their merch? We don't bring extras to the event, guys. You know, ah. So don't show up wanting your shirt. And this logo is probably one of the coolest logos we've done in a while in yeah. terms of the way it looks on a shirt. Like, it's a nice circular logo on the shirt. It, it's sexy. You, you want it. Uh, yeah, you got to pre-order it, though, if you want it. Uh, ACO, guys, we've added song which is a song of ice and fire. We've added kill team. And now mm -hmm. we're adding, I think tomorrow we're adding narrative tickets for our Sunday narrative. So, so ACO, you know, obviously 40 K is going to be massive there. I think it's gonna be our largest 40 K event outside of Cherokee. Um, yep. That's out of LVO Cherokee was massive and we didn't think anything was going to top Cherokee, but it looks like this will top it. It looks like everyone wants to get back to events, which is great. Yeah. So 40 K is going to be big, but narrative guys, that's going to be a thing. Kill team is going to be growing. Kill team get some really cool exclusive swag just for the kill team players. And Simon is fully supporting the a song of ice and fire tournament. Awesome. There. Awesome. Finally, Lone Star Open. Those tickets are going live in a few weeks. And as of today, we just agreed to be adding a 30K tournament. People want to play 30K. So we're throwing a 30K tournament in there. So yes, I hope to see Seth and Nikki there. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun time. And finally, guys, LVO. Ooh. Give me some time. We just finished up. We got we got we got, we got time. We got time. We got time. It's only March, kicker. You've only had two months. What are you doing? I mean, just the amount of people asking about LVO, and I and I, I love it. LVO is happening. It's happening yeah. at the end of January. Uh, contracts are in place. You know, everything's figured out. We have the venue. Um, we're just we're just going to be making the big formal announcement when we can provide all the information in one consolidated way. So yay! All right. for that. Seth, what have you been up to? What, what do you have anything you want to share? I know you you want maybe talk about where we're going to be for the next few weeks slash forever. Yeah, so so this is the last week. The the few folks I see left over on Twitch, this is our last week on Twitch. Starting next week, everything we put out will be on YouTube 
and YouTube only. So if you're watching us live somewhere else, you're going to need to move to, to YouTube next week. Uh, so moving forward, that's where we're going to be. Um, and then I'm hoping to have everything finalized in terms of the network news for next week as well. And I can kind of do the grand reveal of everything that's going to be in our network, which is really cool and really exciting. I've cool. uh, been doing a lot of work on that behind the scenes. Uh, here things have been going pretty well. So stay tuned on that front. Uh, but I think it's time for our signal short. Yes. Okay. So we're going to bring Nikki D and he's going to ask you a question, Seth. And guess what? You've got 30 seconds to answer it. Get ready. Nikki D go. Who's timing me? Oh, I am. I'm like, okay. All right. Ready? Here we go. Question for Seth. Stratagems, a good thing or a bad thing and why? They're inherently a good thing. I like having a once-per-game ability on units or a way to make them a bit more than what they see on their data sheet. I definitely understand when there's 20 or 30 stratagems that your opponent's army could have that it gets really hard for you as the opponent to understand what could be coming at you. And also could be hard for you to understand what all the combos are available to you to do with your army. So I definitely think... Trimming it down would be a good idea to make it more simplistic, but I do like the idea of having a pool of resources in the form of like command points that you could spend on any unit in your army through the form of stratagems to kind of buff them in some way. There we go. Well done, Seth. A little over 30 seconds, but then again, I count really fast. So you might have been perfect. Who knows? Oh, I am <laughs> perfect. I know. That's just a different thing. Uh, no, Seth, but this is a great segue into what we're going to be talking about next. 10th edition is coming. We need to talk about it. And one of the big things that's been a focus by GW so far is... Mark of Corn. I see you saying orc players ignore the clock. I don't have you know, Mark of Corn. <laughs> I've never clocked out as an orc player. This is see you. Uh, Seth replying to a uh, somebody in chat who's calling yeah. him out for not respecting the time limit uh, in the signal short, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Seth's giving the mean eye, dude. Don't, yeah, don't mess with Seth, man. How do I glare at chat? How do you glare at chat? He's doing it. I don't know. You're finding a way to do it. So well done. So right. guys, we're going into this new edition and something that GW's really been leaning into is the, is the and I'm just going to quote them here, simplified but not simple. And this goes right into what we're talking about, stratagems here. Like, do they make the game more complicated or not? I'm not sure. We wanted to ask the community you know, on the Facebook Frontline Gaming mm -hmm. Community group, hey, guys, what do you think? You know, answer this poll. Tell us, you know, which one of these do you hope comes true? Do you think, you know, in, in terms of this whole more simplified version, um, is simpler is a simpler army construction going to be more important? Is it easier to learn and play and teach? Is that more important? Is less books need to play more important? Less complicated bookkeeping during games? Is that what means the most to you? What about faster games? Is that the most important? So we got the poll, and as mm -hmm. of this, I guess, evening, we found out that 2% of the people care about these simpler armor constructions. That's not that exciting for them. Easier to learn and to play and to teach. I thought that was going to be really important to people, but apparently only 5% people care about that. Less books needed to play. Now we're talking, we're talking 22% there. That That yeah, is important. a bigger chunk. And, and, you know, there's a financial thing involved with that too, right, Seth? Like less books means less things you're buying, right? Yeah. And also from, a, um, from an entry standpoint, like if you kicker, yeah. tried to get into an army that you like right now in in the end of ninth edition here if you were like man i really want to play drukari and then going and finding all the rule sources that you would need uh sometimes yeah. can be a little daunting for new players yeah yeah no totally that is definitely a, a barrier right yeah. uh oh okay so now at 28 percent less complicated bookkeeping during games. 28% of the people said that is what's most important to them is they do not want to have such a hard time keeping score uh, during these games and all, you know, and, and what, do you, what do you think, Seth? I mean, are the games, you go to more tournaments, you play it, more it tournaments. It definitely has become a lot. There Now there's some apps out there like the ITC Battles app um, that helps with tracking that. But there's, there's, it's to the point where, you know, if I'm playing, you know, against me, Orcs versus, let's say, uh, Astriani, um, I've got my command points, my primary, my secondary, their command points, their primary, their secondary. But then they also have an, another uh, resource that I don't in the form of fate dice to keep track of. Um, yeah. Or if it's sisters, you know, it's uh, miracle dice. Or if orders, it's, all these armies have, have orders. I have, I have my wog and what turn I call that and how the effects. So it certainly can be a little much to keep track of at times, particularly if... You're on the the less uh, 
competitive end and you're not playing as frequently, um, it can be a lot to keep up versus like if you're playing a bunch and you're learning all these different armies, you might be able to keep up with all those rules a little bit more. But even even at a, at a uh, high end level, I guarantee you less bookkeeping makes it easier to see uh, in terms of where you are positioning in a game. Um, it also just reduces the chance of there being errors. Um, where people have, you know, different points exactly. recorded or Those different errors really yeah, do come uh, up, you know, know CP remaining, things like that. So just cutting back on all that is ideal. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Joe over at Wargames Live does a great job mm-hmm. having that display where you can see the score right then and there, which is super helpful in terms of gameplay. But if you don't but, have a, a means but the to score, score that he displays kicker is still a function of making sure the players are doing it correct. That's true. That's true. On his tablet, and there, and this is not like a knock on Joe, but there's there are times that players don't record things correctly, and then you know the display is only as good as the info and that's put into that, it. That that is fair. I guess I don't really know who the hell's winning. Like I literally played a game, geez, five days ago, <laughs> and I had no idea who was winning until we at the it up, and it just it seemed like I'm a competent human being, and my opponent is very competent, but we just we were having a great game and we were both keeping score kind of on our own sheets, but mm-hmm. at the same time we weren't adding things up. So I didn't really know who, who was winning until the end. Obviously better players are, are, are keeping tabs on all that stuff throughout the gameplay. But, uh, you know, I play a lot and it just seems like a burden. Okay. Now out of the hundreds of people that did this poll on the frontline gaming community mm-hmm. group on Facebook, out of the hundreds of people faster games or what are people are most hoping for new edition. 43% of the respondents are, are hoping that the new edition will, to faster games, which is so massively impactful. I mean, obviously for us on the event side, mm-hmm. if you can do more rounds in, in a short amount of time, that's great. You know, if you want to play a pickup game after work, that'd be amazing. Yep. But Seth, is this what you're expecting? We're expecting faster games to be the most desired? I know the uh, community wants faster games, but I've actually talked a fair bit about this with some some folks behind the scenes and in, in the competitive community. And at the end of the day, they can make a faster game of 40K but if you kicker the event organizer still tells me that I have a three hour round, yeah, I absolutely know that there will be people at an event that will take <laughs> all three hours. Yeah. No, that's it could true. be the mo- it could be you could have three hours to play a game of X wing and guys and figure out how to do it, okay? Yeah. Yeah. There are just some people that if they, they will take as much time as you give them. And that's not a knock on them. They're just some people that like to sit and think and really look at all their options and sometimes that takes time. Um so I think if you want a game to go faster, a new rule set isn't necessarily going to be the fix. The fix is like TOs just say, hey, we're doing two-hour rounds now, and to accomplish that, we might we maybe do a different point level or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the game might, might be able to be, be played faster, but that won't result in faster rounds, if that makes sense, because yeah, you will always have sense. someone that plays as slow as you give them the opportunity yeah, to yeah. play. Well, if the game can be played faster, then I promise you that we will slowly you know, shorten yeah. the round length. Um, man, I just wish I could play, you know, if, if the game was like two hours, I could play after work. Right now it's kind of reserved for a, a weekend yeah. And and you can do that, you know, if if you like, if you were like, all right, me and my buddy want to play after work, but we're gonna play a thousand points. Yeah, that's true. But you know, you, you can you, accomplish you, that. Yeah. You know, like me, we're both wanting to play our full armies. We like. Yeah, our exactly. Full, you know, but that's a but that's the thing with the community. Like, we have a standard of what the size is, and the size is ultimately one of the big deciding factors in how long a game takes. Um, and it just, it's up to TOs to make the change if they want it, because, you know, you and I, you could, you could stream on the game and you and I could play a game in two hours, but if we're at an event, there will always be one or two people that take the full time for each round. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Why don't we get into some of those comments? Yeah, yeah. We got a few. uh, uh, So a lot of people posted, you know, both on our page as well as a few other pages. uh, Pandering F says ninth has been his favorite edition so far by far. Uh, He thinks it's only going to keep on getting better. So so he's excited for 10th edition. Uh, Nick, did you see some of the comments we got? Yeah, I got one from Mark W. He really wants an edition where he can play a game where all armies are built to play in the same rule set. So I got to agree with Mark. That's a good one. Seth, what about uh, you? You want to take the the next one that we uh, we pulled out? Yeah, Andrew B uh, said that he wants it to be easier to learn, but not just for new players, but also for tournament goers, so they're more able to be aware of their opponents' uh, factions' crazy combos. Um, watching the the kind of reveal video, um, they talked about uh, having data cards literally physically on the table yeah. with all the rules for your for your units, as well as your army rules being condensed down to just two like. 
uh, uh, two pages, you know, to look at. So it, I think that sounds like something that's very feasible, Andrew. I think it could be like you and I are playing. Here's all the orc data cards for the units that I have brought. And boom, here is the two pages you need to read for all of my stratagems and warlord traits and relics or whatever uh, we have in 10th edition. So I do think that is actually really possible, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, no, no, that is solid. That is solid. Oh, Kyle M and Lamb H both asked for the same thing. They're both hoping for new rules for terrain. I guess they want them to be a little bit more updated, a little bit more interactive, and you know, so so hopefully. As we'll long get as that it's not destructible, I've heard as that rumor, not... and it makes me cringe because I'm just I like. I wouldn't mind destructible terrain. I think it'd be kind of fun personally, but yeah, I know. I mean, it gets all right, kicker, 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 you play guard. Yeah. You have guns. I just blew up all the terrain. Yeah. I'm I'm orcs. I'm hiding behind the terrain. I just blew up it all. You blew up all the terrain. I mean, I'm very happy with this scenario, but I I see problems. Uh, <laughs> okay, Nick, you got one more comment for us? Yeah, this is from Joey R. I think Joey R. might actually be the ghost of Joey Ramone. That's my my personal take on this one, real quick. <laughs> um, he brought up a cool point that I I didn't really think of, but I I've, I've heard this though from some folks. Tournaments that are built around the combat combat patrols and boarding patrols being competitive small uh, small stage games of 40k. So yeah, really cool idea. I mean, a kicker. You you know anybody that uh, happens to run 40k events there? Right, right, right. Well, like you know, right? Like like I think I know a few people. And and honestly, this is kind of cool because you know GW said that the patrol boxes will be balanced against one another. So that might be, you know, a very easy way to do, you know, instead of an RTT on Sunday, you just do combat patrol battles on, on Sunday. It could be super balanced. So, I mean, what do, what do you think, Seth? What, what, what do you think about a combat patrol? If they, if they are balancing it as aggressively as they said they are, I think it could be a really cool system because it's yeah. it would be something quick and easy to pick up. Uh, you know, if you want to try to get into a new faction, I buy just one box and that's the full army for that particular format yeah. i think that could be cool shot. cool cool I, that, that's that's exciting let's talk about the usr nikki d what does usr stand for for those not familiar with the term universal special rule universal yeah. special rule there we go seth is this something exciting because because this is coming back dude yeah, I it was a thing they've had for editions, and they, they kind of went away for it the last two. I'm glad for it to be back. They they went away from it. I think the concept was to keep all the rules on a data sheet rather than like a data sheet saying deep strike, and then you have to go to a different book to find out what that means. But by reintroducing things like that, it makes the language uniform between those rules, between armies. Yeah. So there is no question of, well, does your auspex scan affect my version of deep strike? Or your version, you know, so we, we get rid of a lot of that. It makes a lot less crazy rule combos that are out there um, because one rule has a weird language that, that the other one doesn't. Um, so it just really cuts down a lot of that. It makes it also really easy to communicate information between each other at a table. I still use terms like deep strike and feel no pain with my opponents instead of saying, hey, on any time this model suffers a wound, I roll a dice and on a six it ignores it. Yeah. But I say, hey, this has a six up feel no pain. Yeah, um, so it makes easy. it easy for us to communicate that information. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, Nikki D, why don't you explain to people about the the new objective control mechanic, or at least what it seems to be? It's OC, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So during the reveal Wednesday night at Adepticon, they showed a, a new data sheet for the Termagant, right? And there's mm -hmm. some different formatted things. And the one thing that immediately got circled, and I saw the screenshot being passed around in every Discord chat, it's this new stat. OC stands for objective control. They mentioned that Wednesday night. We've seen it mm -hmm. in the article. And essentially what it means is that objective secured as an ability is going away and each model or each unit, but it's going to have an objective controlled or OC number um, that you add those up and that determines what it goes for the objective. I personally think yeah. that's a good thing because, you know, it was always, do you have objective, uh, objective secured? Yes, no. And then let's count up the numbers here. This is, to me, really, it's just removing a step, and it's just, hey, let's count up the numbers that are on yeah. there. I, I like that. I also, this is me being hopeful, kicker. I like yeah. to play big chaos demon <laughs> monsters. So, like, Nikki D wishlisting, like, greater, you know, a uh, great unclean one, Nurgle, right? The, bi the big guy, like, can he have, yeah. like, 27 or 28? You know, a number that ends in seven or is a multiple of seven. But, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I am hopeful. No insider information, just hopeful that this gives a better way to make demons and monsters really seem more playable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Makes makes total sense. And I mean, like, you a big neural demon should be able to... My, my, my Gaunts or my Gretchen stealing, you know, the objective <laughs> from your great unclean one. Yeah, one little grot just, oh, I, I have objective security. I'm an horrible get. This is my objective now. You're like, what the hell? Uh, Seth, talking about monsters right now, what, 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 do, what do we know about monsters and vehicles coming up? Uh, so they, they talked kind of around that, that monsters are going to have, and vehicles are, are going to have a... a significantly increased toughness stat um, and uh, maybe some more wounds, but they're still going to degrade maybe just in a different way in terms of like maybe they're, they're losing some efficiency, particularly maybe in their OC. Oh, boy, we got us another super chat from uh, John McArdle. Uh, $100 super chat. Uh, old gentlemen, psyched for 10th, going to be make, going to make for an interesting ACO since it will be around pre-order slash release for 10th. Yeah, I mean, we don't know the... First of all, thank you so much, John. We really, yep. really, really thank appreciate you, that, dude. Uh, we don't know the official drop date yet. And so once we know, we'll kind of figure out what's going on with ACO. Yep. But as of right now, if, I, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to assume ACO will be kind of the... Like LVO was the season finale for that last mission packet. I think ACO will be the, the last hurrah. For yeah, and there should be, the packet's up online and there should be a rules cutoff in the packet. Yeah. Um, but that might be something that is adjusted by the judge team uh, as we get closer to knowing officially when 10th is going to drop. But, but regardless, ACO is going to be amazing, amazingly fun, oh, yeah. right? Like it's going to yeah. be this last it's, hurrah where people are going to yeah. It's going to be a, a big party no matter yeah. what. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Seth, do we want to talk about the new data sheets? Uh, is there anything of interest besides what Nikki D was talking about regarding OC? I think that's most of what we hit. They they'd moved uh, like the weapon skill slash ballistic skill stat line from the, the character to the weapon, um, which allows them to also move strength and, and uh, AP and damage all to that as well. Okay. So it gives them some options for uh, kind of fine-tuning those particular pieces of war gear between what model's carrying it. So, for instance, I think they pointed out that a power fist wielded by a, a basic Marine versus a power fist wielded by a captain would have a significantly different effect, oh, um, cool. which makes sense because the captain has a lot more experience on how to use that piece of war gear than, than the basic starting Marine does. Nice. So, oh, yeah. uh, well, guys, in chat, John, please chime in and everyone else in chat. How are we feeling? Are we excited? Are we nervous? What do we think about this new edition coming? Uh, Nikki D is monitoring chat. Recently, uh, Seth, why don't you, though, take us into our competitive 40K uh, yeah. perspective regarding the biggest and the best? Yeah, it's time for our biggest and the best update. So, Kicker, if you remember last week, I came on here and I said I had a, a bad GT performance and it was it was time for me to uh, to hang up the the rigless golf orc list and it was time <laughs> to go for the kill rigs. Um, and I was all set to do that for an RTT this, this past weekend. And then... Uh, my coach Stephen Box got a hold of me and he said, "Hey man, let's let's chat about this a little bit." And I was like, "All right." Then he's like, "What are your losses?" And I was like, "World Eaters." He was like, "Well, we know that World Eaters is a hard counter for most orc lists." I was like, "Okay." He's like, "What's your second loss?" I was like, "World Eaters." He was like, "Okay." <laughs> and I was like, well, "How was your third game?" I was like, "Well, I won versus Space Marines." He's like, "All right." And then he was like, "And what was your your fourth game?" And I was like, "A loss to to Death Guard." And he was like, well, "Let's talk about the loss to Death Guard." And he's like, well, what'd you take for secondaries? And I went through them, and one of them was assassinate. And he was like, Seth, that's a bad <laughs> secondary into, into Death Guard. You know, we talked about that. And and so then he really started to, like, kind of hone in on, like, hey, man, like, if you ignore those those World Eater games, you went one and one with with your orcs. And the loss was probably not so much a list factor, but more uh, you played poorly into that matchup with both secondary selection and on-table tactics. Um, so maybe, maybe don't give up on that list yet. Maybe you need more reps. He, he recommends about 20 reps with the list before making significant changes. 20, so, like 20, 20 full, I'm sorry, 20 full 20 games? games. Yep. Wow. Yep. So I, I, uh, I politely asked my, my, uh, my TO, uh, and, and got my list updated. Um, and, and, uh, I ended up playing that list, uh, in a practice game against Danny on, uh, TTS on a Friday night, and then I took it to the RTT on Saturday. And across the weekend, I, I won two games against Imperial Guard. I played a 40 Deathwing Terminator list and tied it 95 to 95. All right, nice. Um, I could have won that if I did something weird at the end of the game in hindsight, which was I was going first in turn five. I could have walked off all the objectives and denied my opponent four points on Chalk Assault and won the game by four points. <laughs> um, and then I lost 
to, to world eaters. So I went, huh, hey, wait a minute. I just beat two guard players. Uh, and I, I had a really good close game into like Deathwing, the boogeyman. Yeah. So I, the next thing I did was I was like, all right, let's, let's see. Is, is it, is it, you know, worth going over to, uh, triple rig to be better into world eaters? Um, and then how does it do into those matchups? So I reached out to some of the other orc players. I know some of the other high end orc players and started talking to them. And the consensus I got was the triple rig rig list is better into world eaters, but it's worse into Deathwing and Guard. Yeah. So the question uh, that I that I came away with, Kicker, is if I have two options of a list and one is better into Guard and Deathwing and one is better into World Eaters, which one do I go with? How would I know that? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, I mean... I, well, I unfortunately, say... there's some stats guys that like to, to <laughs> get a bunch of stats together. Um, and so I went over to statcheck.com and I looked at the meta representation for each army to see like what percent of armies or people are playing this army. World Eaters is only at 2%. Combined Guard and Deathwing were over 10%. Yeah, so the no so, there, yeah. yeah, so it was like, okay, well, then I probably stick with this list and, and try to figure out how to play those matchups better. Um, and see what I can do there. So it was it was kind of a, a roller coaster of a weekend for me. Um, so I've I've been tinkering with the list, trying to figure out what I can do to make it a little bit better into world eaters. I might try throwing some some battle wagons in because transports sort of uh, activation lock world eaters. They can charge in. They really can only kill my transports in combat. So then they kill my transport. Then I can jump out and punch them back. So. I think that's an option to look at. Um, I've I've looked at putting Gazgol in the list um, because he's he's wound capped, uh, and again, world eaters are pretty much only killing me in in one phase. The problem I have with Gazgol is he's a 300 point model that moves seven inches. Yeah. So they could literally just run around him and be like, no, no, just like the seas will part around Gazgol <laughs> as as the world eaters run away from him. So um, I got to do some more more work there, but I, I really do appreciate Steven for kind of like sitting me down and being like, don't listen to to the, the, the shouting voice in the back of your head. Like actually look at your game performance, actually look at the data, and let's really start to think about how this list is performing. Is there still more to be learned here? And so... He, he kind of pushed me back to it, and I, I appreciate him for that because I did learn more by playing that list over the weekend. No, oh, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome here. That's really solid advice. So, yeah, been going well. But kicker, bud, I think that's about it for tonight. We, we've we been going for almost an hour now. Yeah, I know. I got a big bowl of cereal waiting for me downstairs, so I'm, <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> All right, final thoughts for the night from chat, from kicker, from Nikki D., uh, guys, uh, just, just a lot of exciting stuff going on. You know, tournament seems, seems fun. A lot of events happening. New products are hitting the market. 10th is on the horizon. Good stuff all around. So, so thank you for joining us for tonight. And uh, while we just like, you know, gushed about geeky stuff all night long. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Uh, Seth, you got some last words for us? Nope. I'll just take us out. So thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night.